Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, March the 1st, 2023. I'm Micah Chopley. All right, here we are, a new month, a new month. We're into March. We're two months into the year. Oh, boy. A new month, but the same old nonsense going on. The same old nonsense. You would think politicians would learn from their mistakes. I know you're saying, Mike, you're so naive. Come on, Mike. We've listened to your show now for a year and a half. We know you always talk about how they don't want to admit their mistakes. They want to double and triple down. And, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. But at some point, this is this is the point I, I, I always try to make. I always try to make. If you're too arrogant and not man enough or woman enough or human being enough to admit your failures, at least take the – the kids have this saying. The kids. The kids these days have this saying. Take the L. Just take the L, man. That means take the loss. In other words, take the loss – and shut up. Don't keep talking. Don't make it worse. Okay? Take the L and shut the fuck up. Don't make it worse. And these politicians won't shut up. They won't just take the L and go away. Take the L and move on to your the next destruction you're going to cause. Until the people finally, until the people finally wake up and kick your ass out of office the way they just kicked Lori Lightfoot's ass out of office. Okay. Enough people in Chicago were worried about their lives. Enough people in Chicago either knew someone in their family or their friend who were killed because of violence and they finally are hitting rock bottom enough. Maybe step number one was getting out Lori Lightfoot. Step number two is, is electing Paul Vallis. That's going to be another tough one because of identity politics. But at least they had enough to do something they hadn't done in four decades, get rid of an incumbent. So when you start hitting rock bottom, that's when this thing happens. So eventually, Californians will hit rock bottom. It'll take a while. It'll take a while because there's so many rich, arrogant, prick liberals in this state who don't give a fuck about anything but themselves and their own 401ks. They see their stocks going up. They see their stocks in Moderna and Pfizer going up. They don't give a shit about anything else. This is something that's very unique to California. We have the most wealthy people in the world. We have the most millionaires and billionaires in the world here in California. So there's this liberal elitism here of the privileged, wealthy elites that they don't care. They don't care. They could have worked. They've worked from home long before COVID. Okay. They could afford to work from home forever or not work for the rest of their lives. They don't care. Nothing that happened over the last three years affected them. Okay. So they'll continue to vote for people like London Breed in San Francisco and Karen Basses in L.A. and the Gavin Newsoms of the world. They'll keep voting for these people. Rock bottom is going to be much tougher in California than in Chicago. Um, What we're seeing now, though, of course, is crime increasing in left wing liberal areas in California. That that causes Little things to happen, little fissures in the left-wing narrative, right? Like the um, uh, kicking out of Chesa Budin, right? The recall of Chesa Budin, the recall of of of, uh, of, of school officials because they're starting to really hurt their children. People are seeing their children hurt. They're afraid of their lives now because of crime. So that that's causing little fissures in the left-wing narrative. 
little fissures in the Democratic hold on politics here in California, but nothing seismic like we almost saw in New York, right, with with uh, with Lee Zeldin. And what we saw in New York with the with Congress, which gave the Republicans the House and what which was so in Chicago with with Lori Lightfoot losing. So we're seeing little fissures here, little just little fissures, but nothing seismic yet. And it might take a while. And the politicians here know it's going to take a it's probably not going to be in their lifetime, in their political lifetimes. Right. So they keep doing the same shit over and over again. They won't admit they're wrong and they will double and triple down. So I wake up today on March 1st and I go, oh, finally, after did we count the exact amount of days? But but a thousand we came with a number of thousand forty. It's roughly a thousand forty, give or take. 10 or 15 days, 1,040 days of a state of emergency, 1,040 days of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I woke up today and said, oh, the 1,040 days is finally over. Oh, the state of emergency. So I go on my Twitter, which I should never do. I should probably never open Twitter. I'd be happier. I'd be naive and ignorant, but I'd be happier like most people. Um, and I see a posting from the great doctor, one of the, one of the great doctors of the COVID era, Human David Hamadi. And he wrote, important alert. Gavin Newsom plans to allegedly end the pandemic emergency today was really too good to be true. In this press release, he replaces it now with his smarter plan, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, smarter plan. The smarter plan will maintain California's operational preparedness to address the next phase of the COVID-19 pandemic and continue to guide the state's work to support communities across the state. Additionally, COVID-19 vaccines, testing, and treatment continue to be available at sites within the local communities across the state. The smarter plan is not just for COVID-19. We can use these strategies and systems for future emergencies. So here, here's what smarter stand. Here's what the hair gel king of California and his minions came up with. Smarter stands for S, shots. Vaccines are the most powerful weapon against hospitalization and serious illness. Uh, wrong. M, masks. Properly worn masks with good filtration helps slow the, slow the spread of COVID-19 or other viruses. Uh, wrong. Awareness. A, we will continue to stay aware of how COVID-19 is spreading, evolving, variants, communicate clearly how people should protect themselves and coordinate our state and local government response. Readiness, R. COVID-19 is not going away. Eh, wrong. And we need to be ready with the tools, resources, and supplies we need to quickly respond and keep public health and healthcare systems well prepared. T, testing. Getting the right type of test, PCR antigen, to where they're needed most. Testing will help California minimize the spread of COVID. Eh, wrong. E, education. California will continue to work to keep schools open and children safely in classrooms for in-person instruction. And R stands for RX. Evolving and improving treatments will become increasingly available as at critical as a tool to save lives. Ah, wrong. The smarter plan is not just for COVID-19. We can use these strategies and symptoms, systems for future emergencies. We'll improve the smarter plan as we learn what works. Ah, wrong. They never learn what works. Sounds to me like Newsom is just getting started. That's what uh, Human Hamadi said. So we're seeing Gavin Newsom, the hair gel king of California, continuing to double and triple down on idiocy. Continue double. Does he think this is? I cannot wait for Ron DeSantis. Hopefully, we get this opportunity for run an ad with his smarter plan across the entire country. You see, not just across California, because ninety percent of the country has been over COVID nineteen for about a year and a half now, and will think this is absolutely bat crap, crazy, fucking stupid, insane. 
So I want Gavin Newsom, I want Ron DeSantis to be able, I'll even put the ad together for him if he wants me to, because I'm very good at this. I did it for Bernie. <clears throat> you idiot, Mike. You idiot. You moron, Mike. I did it for Bernie. But I would do it for, for Ron DeSantis, put together in, uh, a television ad with Gavin Newsom's smarter plan and run it across 50, we're not going to run it across California, who cares? Run it across, even not New York either. Run it across the other 48 states and see how it plays. See how it plays. Um, let's see if the other 48 states want to keep COVID going forever. Want to keep COVID 2023, 2024, into 2025. Let's see if the other 48 states outside of New York and California want to keep COVID going, want to keep, want to hear the president uh, in, his, in his inauguration address on January 20th, 2025, talking about the smarter plan for COVID. Let's see if, let's see if they want that. Let's see. I, I'd put it to the vote, wouldn't you? I would absolutely put it to the vote. This is Gavin Newsom being the arrogant little moron prick that he is. The brainless, spineless, empty suit playboy that he is. <clears throat> How I'd love to get this guy in a room without his uh, armed guards. How I'd love to get this guy in a room without his armed guards. He hates the Second Amendment, but he loves that his guards can be armed. He hates the Second Amendment. He doesn't want you to be armed. He doesn't want you to protect yourselves from the savages in the streets. But he loves his armed, armed guards protecting him. He loves the Second Amendment for him, just like he loved being able to go to the French laundry where no one else can go out. He likes laws for everyone else and laws for him. He believes he's a dictator. He's above the laws, right? He's above the laws, period. He's above the dictates. He's above laws. He's above he, – the, the Constitution is for him and not for anybody else. This is what he believes. This is truly what he believes in words and in practice. And so this smarter plan we know is just the opposite. It's bat crap fucking dumb plan. I know it doesn't have the same ring and that you can't use the first letter for, for these for these little bullet points that he thinks he's so fucking clever, him and his team of minions coming come up with. But it's really the bat crap fucking stupid plan. It's the anti-science plan. It's funny. It's so ironic. He says, we'll improve the plan as we learn what works, even though everything he talks about in here have been proven 85 million fucking times over the last three years to not work. We just got new science and new studies that show all the things he talked about have not worked. Yet he has the balls to say, we'll improve this as we learn what works because they care about learning. They care about evolving. They care about the science. No Democrats like Gavin Newsom don't care about the science. They care about the science when it's convenient for their left wing cult narrative. That's when they care about the science. Otherwise, they don't give a shit about the science. Who the fuck is he kidding? They'll improve it as they learn what works. We already know that none of the stuff he just said works. Learn from who? Fauci? From the son of Fauci? Who? From the ghost of Fauci after he's dead? Learn from fucking who? Hair gel king? Hey, playboy, learn from who? Who? Who's going to teach you? The 78 fucking studies that show this natural immunity, did that not teach you? Did the 100 studies about masks being shit teach you that the 90 studies about the, the 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 destructive lockdowns did that teach you did study after study 
showing the vaccine doesn't stop the spread? Did that teach you? Did you learn anything from that? No, you fucking idiot. You're talking as though this was three fucking years ago, and we've learned nothing, and you've learned nothing, and there have been no studies, and there's been no science. So he continues to push this Neanderthal medieval science, this voodoo science, because it's his fucking whacked out left-wing cult narrative that he can't drop, his Trump derangement syndrome narrative that he can't drop and he won't because the people who vote for him are as stupid as fucking, as stupid as he is. They're as moronic as he is. They're as ignorant as he is. They're as psychologically fucked as he is. So he doesn't have to. To be able to put this out in March of 2023 shows, you don't give a fuck. You know you can do whatever you want. As Donald Trump said, Gavin Newsom is actually the one who can stand in the middle of a city in California and kill people and get reelected. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to not only be an arrogant prick, an arrogant sociopathic prick to put this out now, but you have to truly believe that you can do nothing wrong in your state. You can do nothing to make the people stand up and kick your fucking ass out. And that much he knows. That much he knows. So they can't drop it because it's their whole life. It's their whole existence. It's their whole being. It's their reason for living. It's their reason for existence. They found their reason to live. Their reason, Democrats' reason to live on this earth is, is to hate Trump and love COVID. It's not like a movie, Dr. Strange, Dr. Hair Gel, or how I learned to stop worrying and just love the COVID. That's it. Their whole existence is to hate Trump and love COVID. Keep COVID going forever. This isn't a plan to defeat COVID. This is a plan to love COVID. This is a plan to wed and fuck COVID. That's they, they want it. They love it psychologically, sexually. They need it politically. They need it in their lives forever, just like they need Trump in their lives forever. They have Trump derangement syndrome. They have COVID derangement syndrome. They got Trump to uh, DeSantis derangement syndrome. They got Putin derangement syndrome. They're totally deranged. Everything they do is based on a on a psychological illness, a psychological defect. Everything. It's about power. It's about power. Money. As one commenter is said, it's always about power and a legal excuse for blank checks to enshrine power in their pockets forevermore. And that's exactly right. That's exactly right. This guy's getting his ass kicked in courts left and right. Democrats always get their ass kicked in courts because everything, this is why Democrats lose in courts because everything they do is illegal. Everything they do is unconstitutional, which is why when it goes to courts, 
they get their ass kicked. They do this grifting and they'll continue to do it. They get their ass kicked because everything they do is unconstitutional because why? Come on, kids. They hate the Constitution. Democrats have always despised the Constitution. They don't like it because it takes power away from them and gives it to the people. Forget about the details of like the Second Amendment and the First Amendment and all these amendments. It's not the details that matter. It's that it gives the power. The whole point of the Constitution was to give power to the people, okay, to avoid a tyrannical government. They want tyranny. The hair gel king wants to be the real king. He wants tyranny. And the Constitution does not allow him to have it, so he hates it. They can't change it, so they defy it as long as they can before they're bitch-slapped in courts, which is why we must continue to take them to courts. We must continue to take them to court. Now, unfortunately, we have a problem here in California that goes beyond this. It goes beyond the government and it goes beyond the courts. Because it is so, the brain is so infected here. The brain, the California liberal brain is so poor, is so infected with worms that you have private businesses who have now picked up the government tyranny, right? In other words, I went to uh, my doctor earlier today and I go to some place called One Medical, which was, which was bought by Amazon which was bought by Amazon. And uh, I'm th- as, I'm, as I talk about this, I'm thinking about something in my head right now. I'll get to it in a second. But it was bought by Amazon, Amazon like two weeks ago. And I went there to just drop. All I did was drop off a lab, lab work. It took 28 seconds. I just dropped it off. I didn't see a doctor. Literally walk in, give your name, date of birth, and put it in the box. That's all I did. Now, walking in, in order to walk in, I had to put a mask on. So I, I have I have a mask and I, you know, it was, a, you know, it's a cloth mask. It's a shit mask, um, like all masks are. But this is real shit. It's just like a, a piece of, you know, cloth. And I put it on there to walk in and I, and I see a, a, a sign, which I don't believe I could be wrong, but I don't believe I've seen before on the door. Now, this is the day after this, the so-called state of emergency is lifted. OK, and it says you must wear a mask. And it now it, it, it seems to have added this. You must wear either a surgical mask, you know, the blue ones doctors wear, or, or a mask with uh, filtration. So no longer does it just say you must wear a mask. Now it is specifying. So 1,040 days after 15 days to flatten the curve, and the day after the state of emergency ended, they've upped the ante with masks. You can't just wear any mask anymore. Now it's got to be a special kind of mask. But I have my cloth mask on, and I wasn't about to wear anything else, especially to go in for 28 seconds. So I walked in and I said, and I dropped my thing off and I took them. So I'm thinking, how, how fucking dumb, how fucking bad crap fucking stupid is that? I got to wear a mask to walk in and talk to three fucking words for 20 fucking seconds. How fucking bad is that fucking science in a fucking health clinic? How fucking idiotic is that? How fucking retarded is that? So these doctors now are doing it. All You can't find a fucking doctor or clinic or hospital in San Francisco, probably in California. I don't know. I live in San Francisco. Certainly in San Francisco, where you don't have to wear a mask. Three fucking years later. Now, they're exempt from the courts. What are we going to do? The courts will say they're private businesses. 
You don't want to wear a mask. Don't don't go there. Go somewhere else. But where do you go? You can't go. You can't go to you can't go get health. If you're dying, you can't go to a doctor in your city because they all want you to wear a mask. It's not like 20 percent or 10 percent or 5 percent say, come on in with no masks. They all want you to wear a mask. So if you don't wear a mask, you die. If you don't wear a mask, your fucking spleen breaks, your spleen explodes or your second your fucking stage two cancer becomes stage four because they're so fucking stupid here because they're such a fucking moron liberals. I fucking despise them. I fucking despise them, but they are exempt from the courts. The courts are going to say, yes, the state, the city can't impose this, but a private business has the right to impose it. And these are private businesses. They're not owned by the city or the state. So we're fucked six ways to Sunday here because the liberal fucking mind does it on their own. They don't even need the government to tell them to do it anymore. They're continuing it after the government has said, in fact, their fucking beloved CDC. Remember when the liberals said, we follow the CDC, whatever the CDC and Rochelle Walensky say. Well, the CDC about six fucking months ago said, you don't got to wear, you don't need this kind of masking anymore. You don't need universal masking in medical uh, situations anymore. Yet they still do it here because their liberal mind is so fucking infected. They're so fucking stupid that they'll continue to do here with no end in sight. This could possibly be forever in California. It could possibly be forever that you've gone to any kind of medical facility. You got to wear a mask because you have to ask. You have to act like a fucking retard. You got to act like a fucking retard and do something that makes no fucking sense. That there's no fucking science behind that. All the science we know has said it's shit. And we're still doing it in science places, in places of fucking science. I'm sorry to yell at you, but I know you get it. I know you get it, right? I'll give you all thumbs up because you all get it. And if you don't get it, you're a fucking idiot and you're beyond salvaging. So that's the situation we're in here. That's the situation we're in here. The courts can't even help us. And that's how bad things are in California. The courts can't even help us anymore here. You need, to, you need to give these people lobotomies. The only thing that will help is to go in and give all these fucking doctors and all these fucking people that run these clinics lobotomies. Can we do that? Give very liberal a lobotomy and things will be much better. Liberals need lobotomies. That's the only thing that's going to help. So we know the arrogance of Gavin Newsom, the idiocy, the idiocy of the Hale Joe. He's not even a man. He's not even a man enough. I say mensch, but God knows he's not a mensch. He's not a man. He's not even a man. What is he? A man can admit your a real man admits when he's wrong. A real man can admit when he's wrong and change course. This isn't a man. What is this thing? What is this fucking organism with hair gel? What is he? What is he? He's a, po a purely political entity like he was made in the fucking lab. What is with these Democrats that they all look like they're fucking made in the lab? Pete Buttigieg, Gavin Newsom, these sociopaths with no empathy, no fucking brains, no, no, no humility. What are they? I want to ask. This is my question. What are you? What the fuck are you? Because you ain't a man. You ain't a man. 
So these technical terms like emergency powers, uh, you know, this is just they don't mean anything. It's forever COVID here. It's forever COVID. Period. If you live in California, it's forever COVID. From one asshole to the next, from one moron to the next, from one fraud to the next. In the Democratic Party. We go to uh, New York. We're going to head. Let's let's fly. Let's get in a plane and at twenty five hundred miles east together. Let's all get in the plane together. Strap in. Maybe we're lucky enough we can fly first class. Let's get. Do you have see how expensive first class is now? You see how expensive flights are. I mean, flights are incredibly expensive. So expensive. That was the only good thing about COVID. I complained so much about COVID, but the only good thing about the COVID era is that flights were so cheap because all the liberals, all the privileged liberals, and privileged libs are the ones who travel the most. Uh, they didn't. They were afraid to go anywhere. So all the flight, and I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I started traveling in June of 2020. So only three months into it, I, I said, I'm getting out of here. And I went to New York. I went to like ground zero COVID in the summer of 2020. And it was wonderful. The flag, I went first class for nothing. I stayed in these beautiful hotels for nothing. And it was like, wow. I was like, the liberals were afraid to travel. And that was the, I guess that was really the only good thing about COVID was the liberals were afraid to travel. So it really knocked down the airfares and the hotels. Um, but now it's right back up again. Maybe they'll get scared again and stop traveling again. That's the only thing we can hope for, right? You know, so let's, but let's head, let's head anyway, even though it's expensive. Let's head, uh, let's head 2,500 miles east because it is time. It is time for an, and let's be heard patented, a patented and let's be heard. Eric Adams, Mayor Eric Adams update. Who's that man? Who's that man? Daniel, who's that man, Daniel? Tell me who that man is. Who is that man? Shaft? Shaft. It's a it's a Eric Adams Mayor Shaft update. So you may have heard this by now. Shaft, exactly. Good, Daniel. You were I'm glad you're awake. Um uh so you may have heard by now that uh Mayor Adams decreed the separation of church and state while also praising prayer in schools, raising eyebrows and the ire of civil libertarians. Uh, Basically, he said he walks with God. Uh, Here's a 57-second clip of the man himself. Here's Mayor Shaft. The synagogue is the gem. The church is the gem. The Sikh temple is the gem. The mosque is the gem. You are there for training. You're not there to leave your best worship in the gym. Because if 
we are bringing our best fight in the ring, we would not have homeless in this city. We would not have a crisis of domestic violence. We would not have children because when we took prayers out of schools, guns came into schools. So the reflection point of today, when we do an analysis of these annual coming together, is to state, are we leaving our best fight in the gym? Okay, that's Mayor Eric Adams. And what he goes on to say, by the way, is when he makes a decision, when he does something, he does it with God. He brings God into it. Everything is God. Everything is God. When he talks, we talks with God. When he puts policies in place, here's the best part of it. This is the part that got me. He is a bad mother. Daniel is a bad mother. But he says, when I put policies in place, I put them with a godlike approach to them. That's who I am. So basically, a couple things about that. He came about, I don't know, a millimeter short of saying he is God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. Swear to God. He was going to say, I am God. I, I, I thought he was going to say, I thought he was going to keep going and say, I am God. But he doesn't have to say it because he believes he is. He believes he's God. He does. They all do. They all think they're God, right? Um, that was the problem with COVID. We had politicians who all think they're God. And a lot of doctors, doctors are known for thinking they're God, especially surgeons, right? They all think they're God. So those people with God-like complexes who thought they knew the answer and were going to make us act the way they wanted. But anyway, he says when he puts policies in place, he does them in a God-like manner. So I, I wonder, I thought about that for a second. I said, oh, yeah, really, Shaft? So God would want a person would want a person to um, be forced to take a uh, unsafe and ineffective experimental vaccine in order to keep their job and support their families. God God would want that. That's a godlike thing. It is. So God would want thousands of policemen, first responders, firemen, the ones who put their lives in harm's way at the beginning of COVID when no one knew what was going on, no one knew if it was a, a real thing or not. Of course, it ended up being not a real thing, but could have been. Could have been Ebola, right? Could have been something with a, with a mortality rate of 97%. And these people, not knowing what it was, went into harm's way and you fired them. A year later, you fired those same people because they wouldn't take an unsafe and ineffective a vial of poison. So I'm thinking, God wants that? God would want that? No, no, of course, as usual, as all Democrats are, he is full of shit. As all sociopaths are, he is full of horse dung. Now, if you want to get into his uh, thing about – I think it's, a, it's stupid, actually. I think the whole thing is stupid. I think he's a, he's a dumb man. He's a low IQ individual. And he, um, you know, he said when guns – when prayer was taken out of the classrooms, guns came in. Can someone tell me when prayer was in the classrooms? I, I don't know. I'm 51. I don't remember prayer in the classrooms in the 70s, 80s, into the 90s. I, I, don't, I, I swear I don't. When was prayer in the – 1860? I, I, don't, I don't know when prayer was in the classroom. I went to Sunday school. I was a, a good Catholic back then. I was forced to go to Sunday school with those horrible nuns, those nuns with the hair going out of their noses and chins. But, I mean – I, I don't know where prayer was ever in schools. I, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Is that prayer? 
What prayer in schools is this fucking idiot talking about? So it sounds good. See, this is what Democrats do. They like things that sound good. When prayer was taken out of the schools, guns came in. So let's say prayer was in the schools. It never was. It was in Does he mean Catholic schools? Well, prayer was still in Catholic schools. Prayer was never allowed in public schools. What is he talking about? But let's say it even was. Do you think someone who's a a criminal, a savage, an evildoer is going to not do something bad because there's a prayer in school? What the fuck's he? This is so stupid. This is what the Democrats like. They like this idiotic virtue signaling. That sounds great, right? It sounds great. When prayers were taken out of the school, guns were put into school. That sounds so good. Meaningless idiocy. Did anyone in the media ever, did, has anyone in the media in the last 24 hours said, please tell us when prayer was required in public schools? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Not only was it never required, it was never legal. It was never legal. The most prayer that we had in public schools was I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, one nation under God. And even that was challenged a million fucking times. Even just the word God in the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning, the first 30 seconds of class was challenged in public schools. So what prayer is he talking about? There was no prayer. He made it up. Democrats make things up. They make things up that sound good. But a totally false, a total lies, a totally meaningless drivel. Crime didn't go up because prayer was taken out of school, you moron. Crime has gone up because the DAs that your party puts in place don't prosecute criminals. That's why. Let me tell you what would make crime go. Putting prayer in school would not make crime go down. You know what would make crime go down? Let me tell you what would make crime go down. When someone steals something from a store, they get their head bashed. That would make crime go down because you see, then the person would see on the news, oh, this person tried to, not even on the news, they would hear from their friend that Jimmy tried to steal something, that Leroy tried to steal something, got his head bashed in, and that's what happens when you go into a store and you steal. When you go into a store and you steal something, you get your head bashed in. Then crime would go down pretty quickly, pretty quickly. Someone kills somebody. Did you see that horrible thing? Was it New York? I get so mixed up between the cesspool cities. Maybe it wasn't New York. St. Louis. St. Louis? Um, which is nearly, I, sh- I, should, I should apologize, not nearly the cesspool that New York is. But do you see that, that, that guy that shot the homeless person that executed them? Did you see that video? Where the guy is sitting on the, on the, on the street, on the, uh, in the street, on the curb, and the other guys behind him just very, very calmly reloading like Clint Eastwood in Dirty Harry and shoots the guy in the back of the head and, 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 and executes him in public. If that person was hung, if that person was fried, crime would go down. If people saw those people, who, if you killed someone and you got hung or fried for it, crime would absolutely go down. See, those are the things that would, that's what makes crime go down. That's it. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. But who the hell is he kidding? Who is he kidding? And we have separation of church and state for a reason here. Separation of church and state isn't someone praying. Separation of church and state is bringing your political beliefs and making them law. That's separation of church and state. Okay. So no one is saying that's this is how this is what happens when low IQ individuals appeal to other low IQ individuals. 
That has nothing to do with it. He can, he can say a prayer. He can pray all day while jacking off in his office in City Hall in Gracie Mansion. I don't give a fuck. That's not a separation of church and state thing. A separation of church and state is taking your political beliefs and making them in law and imposing them on the will of the people. On the people. That's the separation of church and state that we have. And we do have that. It doesn't mean a politician can't be religious. It doesn't mean a politician can't have political beliefs, can't talk about them. That's not the separation of church and state. Oh, my God. You know, it's one thing after another with these liberals. It's truly one thing after another with these Democrats. They simply speak bile comes out of their mouths. Bile comes out of their mouths. But once again, just like with Fauci and the um, the reason why Fauci didn't want anyone to connect the virus with what he was doing in the lab and wanted they, they wanted the virus. He wanted the virus to be uh, blamed on a porcupine or a fucking pig because it would go back to him. This is why Eric Adams wants to talk about prayer. Oh, if we took the prayer out, the guns in. No, no. We took DAs. We took real DAs out of office and put in Soros backed liberals. That's when crime went up. We stopped prosecuting criminals. But you see, all this goes back to the politicians. All this goes back to Eric Adams, who 15 months ago said he was going to do this, this, and this about crime. And the 15 months he's been in office, it's gone up, up, and up. He doesn't want to come back to him. He wants to go back to this fictional time, this mystical, whimsical time when there was prayer in public schools. Who is that man? Who is that man? Mayor Shaft, that's who he is. I don't think, uh, I think Shaft was a complicated man, Daniel. I don't think Eric Adams is, is a complicated man at all. I think he's a very easy man to read and, and, to, and to understand and to see through. But do the people of New York want to? Once again, new boss, same as the old boss. Eric Adams, same as the dick before him. What was his name? The Tower of Jelly. The blase. And what's going to happen in Chicago? We'll talk about Chicago after Daniel speaks. Hey, Daniel, how are you? Are you okay? I'm going to keep... Mike's not working, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on trying to... Did you want to talk, Daniel? I think you did. I can't tell. All right, maybe you don't want to. Oh, there you go. There you are. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I, I hit the unmute button, and for some reason it disconnected me. Um, in, in addition to your um, your shaft bit for for uh, Mayor Adams, I think you should do a a best in breed bit for our mayor. Best in breed? You mean like a dog, what do you mean dog show? Yeah. Oh, what is the what, what will be the lead in? What will be the theme? <laughs> I have to find a song. I, I want to intro. I want to do song intro. I like song intros. I really do. 
I, I want I want to do song intros. I I could do uh, let's see, breed breed barking. I don't know. Does that work? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How about who let the dogs out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too nasty? What do I care? Like I care. Like I care. That uh, so, sounds good to me. Um, you, you, you know the old saying: breed, 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 breed familiarizes contempt. It does. That's true. That's absolutely true. There's no, there's no, there's no doubt about it. But do you, I want to ask you, Daniel. Maybe I'm missing something. You're a little bit older than me. Not much. I don't want people to think you're that old. I'm um, a lot older. No, no, no. But do you remember prayer in public school? Fourteen years. That's a long time. I, you mentioned the years. I wasn't going to do that to you. Um, you don't care. You know, did, was there ever? I don't. Do you remember prayer in public schools? Um, no, but I remember when I was young. I remember the uh, the saying that uh, they everyone would grumble and say, "Ah, they took prayer out of schools, and now the, the whole country is going to shit." You know, so at at some point, probably in the forties, there probably was prayer in in the school in some areas of the country. Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I mean, how do you? What does that mean? Taking prayer, taking God out of schools. What? What? what when was prayer and God in public schools? Did he sit there? Was he sitting next to you at some point? I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, probably, probably in the nineteen forties. Maybe, maybe, maybe um, in the fifties there was probably some recitation of uh, prayers and said. And, and that kept the schools. criminal. That kept the criminal element away. That's what did it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. That was it. Yeah. That was, that's it. No, we kept the criminal element away. Well, first of all, there were there. This is multi pronged. The major thing now, I think, is, is is actually just very simple of prosecuting criminals because we don't do it anymore. We don't do it if we prosecuted criminals. I'd say it has to be something else, but we don't do that. So that's a big part of it. But I think back then it was also people had more of a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they valued other other people's lives more, right? They had more. People just valued human life more. Now there's no value for another one's life, the other person's life anymore. That was there was there was there was a it was a culture and it was a much more conservative time, the 40s and especially the 50s, when people actually valued each other's lives. That doesn't happen anymore, and that has nothing to do with prayer or God in in schools. Zero, zero. It's it's yeah. just it's 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 the fabric of society, right? Of course, of course, it's it's it was it never meant that um, it never amounted much too much when it was coming from the right. It doesn't amount to anything when it comes it's coming from the left either. Um, but I, I am uh, have been wondering today whether uh, our mayor, Mayor Breed, is um, having some pr problems with her undergarments as um, as as she. Um, absorbs the consequences of Lori Light, Lightfoot's ouster. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't know. We, we I have... understand the connection you're making, but, but this, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show about Californians and the liberal elites have a lot of money and privilege, and there's a lot more of that in California, and there's a lot more of that in L.A., and a lot more of that in San Francisco than in Chicago. Chicago is much more of a blue-collar middle class, lower middle class town than San Francisco is. And I think that's a big part of it. I think the people here feel they can still be above all that, right? All of this stuff doesn't affect them. It's it's getting there a little bit more and that and the Chester Boudin ouster was part of that. But they're not they're not ready to go after a, a mayor yet and they're not ready to go after a, a mayor that, that that checks off all the identity politics boxes.
Yeah, well, Lori Lightfoot checked all those boxes. Yeah, but she and... also she also has a very good chance of being replaced by a black man, another black person. Uh, the white guy is the underdog because all those votes. Remember, there were nine people running, and eight of them were black. One was Latino, Chewy. So they what they what their feeling is, and what will probably happen, unfortunately, is all the black people and all the white liberals who voted for those black candidates and the Latino candidate will vote for the black guy, not for the white guy. Well, I'm yes, not saying, it's, it's that simple. It's racial politics. It's that yeah, simple. And I'm, and I'm not saying that London Breed wouldn't re- be replaced by another Democrat. I'm just saying is that as as uh, the um, as Lightfoot has gone, so could Breed, um, and she may she may be replaced with another Democrat, but she could could easily be gone. I mean, uh, look at the way she's handled. Um, the uh, Pam hysteria. Um, we've we're down um, one hundred and fifty thousand uh, workers from downtown are now missing, which is just killing, which has had killed off business over the last two years, and and they they aren't coming back. And we have twenty percent in How would you say it? unoccupancy? Inoccupancy. There's twenty percent, seven percent of buildings downtown are unoccupied. Um, and this 20.27% of office space. And so she, she, she's destroyed the city with, with, with her wokeness and with the COVID policy, um, with her stance on crime, which is all, of course, part of wokeness. All of this is part of wokeness. The COVID policy, the, the um, stance on crime, the, uh, it's, it's the, um, the race baiting. Um, she, she's gone the whole, you know, woke um, nine yards and um, as, as did Lightfoot. And yeah, I just think it's very possible that she could be, be a one-termer um, um, just like Lightfoot. She, she could be. I, the, the, prob- the, the problem is, Daniel, I see what you're saying. The problem is, look, we're both, we're both realists. We can call ourselves cynics, but realists. And the, the problem is that it, in these cities like New York and, and, and San Francisco and probably even Chicago, I mean, I'll be pleasantly surprised if it doesn't happen. But it's simply new boss. Same as the old boss, whether it's mayor or, or DA or school board members or whatever it may be or, or, or city council. But it's new bosses. Same as the old bosses. That's the problem. It's almost like people said you can't you can't take your trouble. You notice if you if you say I'm going to escape my troubles, you can't. Your troubles stay with you no matter where you live. You have to you have to deal with your troubles, and that's what happens here on on a, on a much on a, on a on a much more macro level. Is that these cities have so many problems, you can't just put someone else in there and say, okay, that's 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 going to happen. Let's get rid of this person and put someone just like them in there, and that's going to change things. It's not. There'll be a honeymoon period of a couple of months and things like there was with Eric Adams and things won't change and they'll just get worse. And you need real change, real change. So here's what's going on in Chicago. I can't talk about San Francisco because, you know, the board of supervisors and the voters. How could you have any faith, Daniel, in the voters of this city when they just went to the polls, Daniel, and gave the mayor a free year in office? If they hated the mayor so much, they wanted her gone, would they have given her a free year? When they wanted to, when they wanted to vote her out this year, well, wait, wait, wait till next year. See, well, you right know, there, Daniel, right there is proof of the pudding there that they don't that they like her and they're going to keep her. Well, people are people are kind of stupid, Mike. It, it takes them it, here. To, they are Chicago. They are absolutely. <laughs> it takes them quite a while to absorb the consequences of that which was easily predictable for most of us when when they started. Um, we overreacting to COVID, and when they started overreacting to the whole George Floyd thing, um, all of us 
were sitting around predicting, oh, yeah, this is going to end really badly. And, of course, that's what happened. It ended very, very badly for, for the city, uh, very, very badly, badly for the state, very, very badly for the country. But you know, most of this, the really bad stuff was focused in the blue cities like San Francisco. So people people are stupid, and it takes them quite a while to, to, to actually see the consequences of things that were so easily predictable. And then they react. And that's what happened in Chicago. All of what happened in Chicago was easily predictable. They had to wait for it to happen in, in order for them to react in the way that they did. Now that it has happened in San Francisco, there is that chance that people will now react to what has happened rather than what was easily predictable to be to happen. Well, I, I, I get it. You're, you, you're hoping it, it rubs off here. I don't think it does. I don't think that rubs off city to city. I think it all depends on the people and the situation in that city. But the problem, and, and the demographic of the voter, the demographic of the also Chicago is a much bigger city. It's the third largest city in the country. You know, so it's much more of a melting pot. And San Francisco is too, dude, San Francisco is way too a uh, 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 wealthy elitist liberal, wealthy elitist white Asian liberal. That's what Stanford. You you know that. That's what it is. That's what it is. You know. Yeah, but so. California California was also a Republican state at one time. Don't don't forget. And and um, you know things 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 can always move in uh, in either direction. And the if if not now when I mean this is the the perfect time for the perfect reasons. For things to, um, if if not flip entirely, to at least um, flip, flip significantly. I will be I will be shocked and pleasantly shocked if Paul Vallis wins, and he should win, because the other guy Johnson just said in 2020 he wanted to defund the police. So once again, so if you have people in Chicago who are basically under attack, it's a war zone. They're under attack by the savages who kill people every day, every weekend. People die in the in the in the in the in the tens. If they elect a defund the police Democrat, black Democrat, they're fucked. They're fucked. Yeah. Well, they'd also be um, monstrously and and um, and historically um, uh, stupid if they did, because I mean, we just had uh, three years of of giving uh, wokeness um, a a really good try, and it failed miserably. And so, I mean. How much more proof? How much more proof do people need that um, you know maybe maybe they were good-hearted and, and thought that some of these these uh, principles could work? Uh, maybe maybe they actually really believed in it. Well, now it's been demonstrated that it's they simply do not work. Where do they go from here? Where do they go from here? That's that's true. A- absolutely, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, a- absolutely. So it, it's it's. Once again, I'm not going to say it wasn't great to get rid of Lori Lightfoot, but she was like the bad guy, the boogeyman, and they got rid of her. But that doesn't change anything if they elect someone who's basically just the just the male version of her. As 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 one man said, as one black guy said on Fox, she's basically Lori Lightfoot 2.0 or 3.0. So if you do that, you're not really changing anything. You're just getting rid of the. You're getting with a person with bad publicity whose ratings were low, but you're not really doing anything to change the dynamic of what's happening in politics in your city. You know, you need to find you need to, you need to elect someone who's going to be tough on crime and who's going to actually push to prosecute criminals. And that that's and, and so, hire more and hire more police. Hire more police. Yeah. Yeah. So, so so what may happen in, in Chicago and may may happen in other cities is that you know they 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 they, they they repeat some of their stupidity and they blame it on the person rather than on the principal. 
and and they you know just put put the uh, like you said um, uh, old boss same as new boss same as the old boss they put someone similar um, maybe maybe a little less um, woke maybe a little less progressive in but they put someone similar into office and they see once again that that fails again so you know it may take them a while to learn but um, people will learn um, uh, eventually. Um, like I said, there's I always say there's lo- there's a lot more momentum in politics than than, than I um, am, am ever willing to admit. Um, I always think that um, once um, something is demonstrated not to work, that people are going to say, "Oh yeah, gee, yeah, we can't do that again." And, and the mistake is, as a scientist, I think that that should happen in science as well, but it doesn't even in science. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of momentum to stupidity. Um, we 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 saw that with um, with COVID. Um, th- things were demonstrated uh, that were demonstrated not to work <laughs> are still going on. Um, so yeah, we just you just gotta gotta give it time. Um, have a little faith. Um, keep um, keep preaching. Keep preaching the word. Uh, <laughs> um, neither one Daniel, of us. We're living, Daniel, we're living. You heard my open. We're living in a state where this governor wants to double and triple down on policies that we just every day we're learning. Were destructive yeah. and meaningless. He wants to keep them going as though he's yeah. doing, he's going to keep them going as though he's being proven right day by day instead of being proven wrong day by day. Yep, there's that momentum, and 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 it's up to us to be uh, to ch- to change momentum. You need a force, and it's up to us to be that force. But he's mocking us, isn't that what you said? Of course he right is. Yeah. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's got nowhere to go but to um to double down, triple down, and and mock. Um, he's, he's too, too far, too deeply invested into this insanity. Um, all all I can do now is hope for some unpredictable, another, another catastrophe of sorts, um, from which he can grab power again, um, in in order to, 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 um, to keep this, this nonsense going in order to, so that his momentum isn't arrested. But um, there, there's there's too many of us out there. You know, and I, I know you run into the same problem I run into with doctors here and dentists is having to wear the stupid masks continually still. Oh, yeah. I had the, um, I had the, to have a, a doctor's appointment um, yesterday. Um, first time I've been to in, in the doctor's office for about a year now. And um, I walk in and, and I try walking past the uh, front desk and they say, oh, excuse me, sir, you have to put a mask on. And I say, well, why is that? I thought the state of emergency was over. You know, I was just giving him a bad time. And uh, I said, well, um, not until Kaiser says so. And I go, okay, when's Kaiser going to start acting like this? And when's Kaiser going to act like a, a non-biologically illiterate entity? And they just looked at me like, well, what were those three big words you said? <laughs> those, are, those are three big words in a doctor's office? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, th- oh, this was the security, the security personnel downstairs. Oh, oh okay. All right. Yeah, well, I, I doubt I doubt for it. So, 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 so I go up to the waiting room, and one quarter of the uh, patients that are waiting in the waiting rooms outside of the uh, adult medicine area, um, this is in Pinole, California, um, one quarter of them um, are wearing their masks below their nose. They, they don't care. And they might as well have them on top of their heads. Um, but but and, and, and then staff that is coming out and announcing people's names as their appointment times rise, um, some of them are coming out with, with, with the uh, mask below, below their nose. Yet still, they're, they're absolutely adamant about everyone going through this theater, even those that are wearing the mask below their nose. 
No, I mean it's 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 absolutely it's like it's like acting like a it's like acting like a fucking idiot. It's like everyone's saying we're gonna act like idiots. Let's do it. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's pretty amazing what what human beings can agree upon doing. Um, <laughs> with, oh, without... I, but I, you know what I want to know? I know you're not a lawyer. You're many things, but not a lawyer. I want to know the legality of of um, uh, denying people medical care if they don't wear a diaper on their face. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've wondered about that. Um, I walked out of my dentist office back in 2020 when they um, insisted on taking my temperature. Um, I was putting my foot down. I said, I am not going to submit to a procedure, no matter how minor it is, that I do not need in order to get care that I do need. And they wouldn't allow my, me to um, have my appointment. And I said, and I said to promise to them, I said, once this insanity is over, once people have calmed down and they realize that they're done, you're going to see a lawsuit. So I'm just waiting for it to, to calm down and the legal atmosphere to be appropriate. Um, and there will be a lawsuit. And I liked my dentist. I really liked my dentist, but I just could not tolerate that behavior anymore. Now, I, I know the legality of a private business, private company being able to do what they want. But I don't. No, this, but this is this is medical care, and and there. That's what I mean. But, but then, but I'm saying if you if, but what is the legality for being for denying someone medical care for this? That's the thing. Well, there, the thing. there are there there are laws on the books and uh, nationwide. For example, I don't know um, how this would extrapolate, but there are laws, on, and, and this is a very important law because um, uh, it, it sort of dictates the whole. Um, healthcare uh, landscape. Uh, I can't remember the name of the law, but it's, it, the law is that um, you cannot deny somebody medical care at, in, in an emergency room, no matter um, their ability to pay. So there are laws out there that restrict, um, uh, and, and, and there are other laws. I just, I just don't know what they are at this point. Can't name them, um, uh, or, or even paraphrase them. But there are other laws out there about. Who and can who and who can't be denied medical care in particular settings? When, when the time comes, there's going to be a lot of us uh, investigating. When, when the craziness is settled down, there's going to be a lot of us investigating this and looking into. And a lot of lawyers are going to be, and they're going to be looking into all kinds of uh, legal action, class action suits, whatever, um, just to make a buck. I mean, they're, they're, they they've got a business themselves. And uh, there's there's going to be a lot of opportunity out there for them. They're going to see there's going to have a lot of people that um, are going to be um, telling them how they were denied medical care um, for the same reason that that I that I was um, suggesting that that they were being asked to submit to some procedure, whether it was masking, whether it was having their temperature taken, whether it was getting a vaccination. Some people were denied uh, transplants because they didn't get vaccination. They're going to be alleging that. They were denied medical care, care that they did need, because they were forced to get care that they didn't need. Well, you put it you put it very well when you said that. But I mean, it's like I don't I don't know. Once again, I I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I think there need to be lawsuits, and the lawsuits have to be not you know they can't do this because they can. They're a private company, but can they can they deny? In other words, they can require they can request you wear a mask, but can they legally? Deny you medical care for not wearing a mask. That, very good question. Very good question. I have never pushed it that far, but um, you know, now that you, now that you mentioned this, I, I damn well should have pushed it that far. 
Yeah, well, it, it, it might be time now. Maybe, maybe three years. Maybe three years later, it's finally time. It was. It was time three years ago. I pushed a lot of things two years ago. I wish I would have thought about pushing that particular aspect of it. Um, I should have done a little bit of uh, research um, uh, over three years ago and uh, found out, you know, to, to what degree can they um, deny medical care um, simply because you do not comply with, with their rules. Um, after all, I have contracted with them through medical insurance um, for, for medical care. And under what, under what conditions can they deny me the medical care that I have paid for? Remember, this is insurance. So you've been paying in for it for a number of years. Insurance isn't something that you pay for. It's not a subscription service that you pay for it and you get it that month. It's something that you pay into over years. And because you paid into it over years and come, there comes a time when you need it, it's supposed to be there for you. So how, 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 they, how they restrict your care after paying into insurance for so many years, um, that, that just doesn't, it doesn't seem on the surface, it doesn't seem uh, legal. Right. It's not legal. Once again, this is what we've seen over the last three years. We've, we're, go, we're basically, the people have gone along with illegal things. That's it. The people have gone along with illegal they've gone, things. They've gone along with just mandated things, things that have no legality behind them whatsoever. They, someone mandates something, uh, so, so the stores say, oh, we're going to follow the mandate. And then they blame it on, it's not a law. They're going to follow the mandate. So that, that, you know, so grocery stores start demanding that you have to wear a mask. Um, theaters start demanding that you have to wear a mask. There was no law ever. It was just simply, it was mandated um, by public health or, or by governors or, or by city officials. Um, they say, well, we're mandating this. And everyone goes, oh, a mandate. Okay, we'll fall in line, especially if it's a woke city. If it was, a, if it was somewhere in a red state, they're, they're not mandating it in the first place. But even if they had, if it was a purple state, they probably would have got a lot, a lot of pushback. And they would have said, fuck your mandate. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I think I think we are at the point now where if we don't and once again, I don't once again, I don't know what it's like in New York City or in Atlanta or in other places around the country. I don't know how many I'm guessing off the top of my head, I would guess that 90 percent of the cities in this country, the medical facilities don't require a mask. That, that, but that's just a guess. I don't know. because I, I live here. So, but I'm guessing 90% of the country is past all of this. There are no places where you have to wear a mask anymore. Nowhere. And uh, so at some point, we're going to have to really address this here in California. If we don't want this to go on forever. Yeah, I, I, I've often wondered um, what percent of medical offices around the country never required you wear a mask. I'm sure that my guess, I don't have any data on this really whatsoever i'm just taking a wild guess of 50 percent never asked um, people to wear masks yeah but i i would probably speculate that california san francisco and california other, other cities in california are probably the last places some of the last places where they still require you to wear a mask in medical facilities that that's that's yeah. my guess that's my yeah. guess. yeah yeah and, and you would hope you would you, you would wish and hope and think that a that medical facility would be up to date on the latest research. The latest research being, oh, pre-2000 or so. <laughs> I said that a mask in, in over 14 studies 
that mask uh, had no effect whatsoever with respect to transmission of uh, influenza-like viruses. You would have think, you would hope and think that they would, would have been at least up to date on uh, the the science as of the turn of uh, the century, but apparently they're not even in 2023. Nope, not at all. It's a shame. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Yes. You too. On to uh, Zelensky. You know, talked many times on the show about how uh, I felt that the guy is an egotistic, uh, egotistical person, and he's in this for himself. And this whole bullshit about oh, it's about Ukrainian sovereignty, and all we want is our country. We only want only want us to be left alone. Well, this has been talked about for a while, but now it's coming back because of all the money we're giving him and all the all the weapons. He now wants to launch an attack to recapture Crimea. This is in uh, this is an article here. On Friday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky announced that Kyiv is preparing to launch attacks in an effort to recapture Crimea. The plan for the attacks includes forming new military units and sending forces to train in other countries. There are military steps, and we are preparing for them. We are ready mentally. We are preparing technically with weapons, reinforcements, the formation of brigades, and particularly assault brigades of different categories and nature, Zelensky said during a press conference. According to local news agency Ukrinform, Zelensky said the Ukrainian forces were being sent to other countries for training on how to use new weapons. We have to be ready then. There will be corresponding fair deoccupation steps, and God willing, they'll be successful, he continued. While other top Ukrainian officials, along with Zelensky, have made it known that recapturing Crimea is one of their main goals for the war, it will be difficult as Russia controls much of the territory north of Crimea in the Kherson Oblast region. Assessments from the Pentagon uh, also indicate that retaking Crimea will be unlikely. The Crimean Peninsula was taken by Russia in uh, 2014. Despite the Pentagon's doubt, the Biden administration said that it will remain supportive of Ukrainian attacks on Crimea. This is how full of shit Biden is. Russia has turned Crimea into a massive military installation. Those legitimate targets. Ukraine is hitting them. We are supporting that, said uh, Victoria Nyland, the U.S. Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs. However, U.S. supporting Ukrainian assaults on Crimea would risk a serious escalation with Moscow. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken has acknowledged the risk of causing further escalation, referring to the peninsula as a red line for Russian President Putin. Putin has exhibited a willingness to escalate the war over attacks on Crimea, given that Russia's relentless missile and drone assaults on Ukrainian infrastructure did not begin until Kyiv bombed the Kerch Bride, which connects Crimea with the Russian mainland. Crimea was annexed by Russia in 2014. According to polling in the region since Moscow's takeover, the majority of residents in the Crimean Peninsula are happy with their territory joined with Russia. So most of the people in Crimea want to be part of Russia. They don't want to be part of, of Ukraine. But Zelensky, in his in his egotistical power, his incredible power that he wants, um, wants to retake Crimea now. Um, and this is what I've talked about. This guy is full of shit. The whole thing is full of shit. The whole thing about Ukrainian sovereignty and, oh, my God, we just want them out of here and the war will end. Please just go away. Is garbage. Is garbage. The guy now wants to retake Crimea. And of course, this will all lead to a more a further escalation. He's often he's also talked recently about Americans will send their their soldiers here. Americans will let their children come here and have their boots on the ground here. Bullshit. Fuck you. So once again, why am I right about everything? It's hard being right about everything. It's hard being right about everything. But I was right about this guy. He's full of it. He's got a huge head. He's another dictator who lives in a castle in a mansion. And that's what he wants. Believe me, what he wants is basically to be Putin. He wants to be the Putin of, of Ukraine. 
not this oh little comedian, good water, a good comedian who just became a politician, a good doer, uh, a angel of a person who's protecting his country. Because now he wants to be the aggressor and go retake Crimea, and the people in Crimea don't want that to happen. So why isn't he this evil dictator conquering a nation which doesn't want to be conquered, conquering a land which doesn't want to be conquered? They're happy. They've been part of Russia for nine years now, and they're very happy. They're content. They don't want any problems. So even, but David Sachs put up something. Uh, David Sachs, who owns this network, Call In, has put up a little video. I think I'll play. It's only a few minutes. And this is, this is interesting. This is NBC News, MSNBC, conceding that Zelensky's goal of retaking Crimea is both unrealistic and incredibly, incredibly dangerous. So let, let, let's play this and see. This is... Um, President Zelensky vowed on Sunday to take back Crimea. How realistic is that? If you, the people there, if you muse spoke to, view themselves as Russian. That's right. From those people that we spoke to, it seemed unrealistic. And Andrew, I want to show you some new picture that we filmed yesterday at the port of Sevastopol. Now, this is the closest that any U.S. news crew has got to the Russian Black Sea fleet in many, many years. What you're seeing here are President Putin's ships at that port. Uh, why it's important is because uh, Vladimir Putin will be determined to defend to defend that port, to not have it uh, taken away from him. Uh, he may well do pretty much anything to try to achieve that. And, and the reason why is because it is so strategically important to Russia. But here's the irony. Uh, the fact, since he launched that uh, invasion a year ago in, in Ukraine, Ukrainians now will be determined not to have the Black Sea Fleet there, potentially threatening their uh, coast for years to come. So it is a very, very dangerous standoff that suggests that this could pan out for some time to come. It's hard to see how you reach a negotiation over that. And there in Sevastopol, Andrew, I've got to tell you, I mean, there was just military everywhere, absolutely everywhere. Uh, it is a military town. So again, when, for example, Victoria, Victoria Newland talks about, at the very least, we want Crimea to be demilitarized, I found myself standing there and wondering, how on earth does that happen? And here, you know, we keep hearing that Crimea is exactly what NATO and the U.S. fear Zelensky will try to go into with long-range weapons, maybe even with those F-16s if he ever were to get them, which I don't think he will, not in the near term. They're worried that that is a tripwire for Vladimir Putin. What is your take on that? That's what they are worried about. I mean, that we're standing in the place that has uh, Jake Sullivan, for example, really worried, Andrew. And the reason why is because the idea that NATO weapons might kind of land on this, this place, potentially kill Russian civilians, uh, and that that would be a, an escalation. But by the way, this is an enormous challenge. Mark, General Mark Milley has, has made this clear. This is an enormous challenge for the Ukrainians. Here's why. Let's just give you a close-up look at that, that bridge behind me there. That's how we travelled uh, into uh, Crimea. It is open now. It is one of only two ways to get here. The other is a land bridge over to the northwest of here that is very, very much exposed. So with land forces, 
how do you take Crimea if you are the Ukrainians? That's why General Marmody says he thinks uh, that it will be extremely difficult for the Ukrainians to push the Russians out of here. We, we have seen uh, substantial defenses around this bridge behind me that is uh, President Putin's pride of joy, pride and joy, uh, Andrea. And, and that's not surprising. But uh, as we saw in, in my piece, when we also uh, know that the Ukrainians have wanted, or at least they haven't admitted it, but it's it seems pretty likely that it was the Ukrainians that they've wanted to target uh, that bridge behind me there. Again, if you take down that bridge, how do the civilians leave? These are very, very difficult questions if we do get to the point where Crimea is uh, a, a, an objective that the Ukrainians realistically uh, can look at militarily. So, so a president of the United States who wasn't a limp dick, who was an old demented limp dick, would simply say, you're not doing it. If you do it, we're not giving you one red cent and we're not supporting you anymore. And your country can go to take a shit. That's what a non-limp dick president would do. But we have a limp dick president who, you know, this guy Zelensky, he, he knew right away that this was a sugar daddy once, once Biden defeated Trump, but defeated in quotes. He knew he had a sugar daddy. And so this is his sugar daddy. Unlike Trump, who, who put the hammer down and was was basically impeached for telling Zelensky that, you know, we have the money, not you, which is true. We have the money, not him. So, you know, if you have a sugar daddy, you got to do things that sugar daddy that's going to give you the money. You know, that's a stupid sugar daddy, you know, but Zelensky knew it was an open check blank book from a demented, a sugar daddy with uh, dementia. This is like any, you know. Escort's dream is to have a sugar daddy or someone to have a sugar daddy with dementia. They can just open the bank account and give them as much money as they want. They don't have to do anything in return. So we know that Donald Trump would do. He'd say, if you do this, we're not giving you another penny and we're pulling out everything. And then he wouldn't be able to do it. But we have a limp dick president with dementia who can't even walk up a flight of stairs without falling down and goes to shake hands that don't exist, calls people up to the podium who are dead. A total disgrace who um, said, oh, we'll back them. Yeah, we'll back them, sure, into World War III, into annihilation. But Zelensky doesn't care. This is evil dictators don't care about these things. They care about their own power. And this is what Zelensky is. You could say Putin's the same way, fine. But that's what Zelensky is. He's the same as Putin. Power hungry, wants to now take another country. This, is not, this would be killing Russians, as the report just said. We'd be helping Ukraine not defend themselves, but to actively go and conquer Russia and kill Russians, which would get us into World War III. would get us all killed. Zelensky doesn't care about that because he's an egotistical, power-hungry person. And Biden doesn't care because he's Olympic with dementia. So we're in a bad situation here. We're in, a, we're in a very, very bad situation. We have a beta president and this guy who sees him as, you know, as, as a uh, – Zelensky who sees him as a sugar daddy. And this is what happens. It's, it's a very toxic mix and it's very dangerous. And – um as, as David Sachs says, it's a huge admission because it means that Biden's policy of only the Ukrainians can decide the objectives of the war makes no sense. We're effectively delegating our foreign policy to Zelensky, who's pursuing objectives that we don't agree with. This is something he pointed out months ago, David. It's interesting to see the mainstream media start to get it. I wonder what changed. It's extraordinary to see the mainstream media turn on the dime and say things I was saying months ago. Not long ago, these were denounced as Putin talking points. Of course, just like, you know, right, conspiracy theorists when it comes to viruses and such. At the same time that MSNBC is suddenly airing the truth about Crimea, its chief Ukraine pundit is lobbying for an all-out attack, Michael McFaul. It's getting easier to see who are the real fanatics in this war. Um, Elon Musk responds, accurate. So, 
this is basically where we are now. This is basically where we are. And we're here because of our president, right? We're here because of our president and dumbass Americans who always buy into the war machine, at least at the beginning. And when they start to pull out and decide to get tired of it, it's too late, right? The Vietnam War, the Iraq War, this thing. It's all the same shit. Same pattern because Americans are so dumb. I think I have a comment here from more pigs. Americans are the dumbest population. They are. And they're the most gullible population is what they are. Dumbest and most gullible. And they'll always get their dick hard for the war machine, at least for a while. At least while the uh, Viagra is lasting. And then when they finally say, oh, no, that was, that was bad. It's too late, right? It was all too late. Vietnam was too late. We lost. Iraq was too late. We lost. Um, and losing this, though, could very well mean total annihilation, not fear and hysteria, truth, all truth, no brag, all truth. And so at some point, this is, this, this is the problem. This will change when there's a President DeSantis or a President Trump, but that's, what is that now? Yeah, this is, that's 22 months away. It's a long time. Will we have a world in 22 months? Will we be here in 22 months? So this is this is what we're looking at now. But I, I knew this was happening. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen, constantly feeding this guy money, feeding this war machine, feeding his ego. And he believes that he can do anything now and he'll get the backing of Biden, which looks like it's true from the early going, at least what's going on now, right? So this is an incredibly, incredibly, incredibly dangerous uh, a situation. But it's a very simple one to fix if we had a president that wasn't a demented limp dick and simply said, no, that's our red line as well. We'll give you the things. We'll give you all the money to defend your country, to defend your sovereignty, to get the Russians to go back to Russia to retreat. But we're not going to give you money to invade Russia. That's not going to happen. Invade people who are happy over the last decade being part of Russia. They're content now. They don't need to be part of the fucking Ukraine anymore. But once again, we have Biden, and that's the problem. We have Joe Biden, and we have Democrats. That's We have Democrats running the Senate. We have a Democrat in the White House, and this is the issue. And so we're stuck in this now. And uh, it's it's like I said, it's going to be tough to get out of it. It's this is like a this is like it's almost like a everything's rolling towards World War Three. Everything's heading towards World War Three, and it's not because Russians landed here. Even Russians haven't sent balloons here. Chinese have. Russia didn't send a virus here. China did. Um, it's not because the Russians like Red Dawn that movie Red Dawn. Remember Patrick Swayze where the Russians come and land on our they that's that's a different story, right? They land here, they want to take over, we fight them back. It's not this. This is this is over some little piece of land thousands of miles away, run by a guy who's every bit as uh, power hungry and sociopathic as Putin is. But pretends to be like this middle class guy who came from, you know, back stand up to the comedy comedy act. He was a co- comedian, he was doing stand up. Regular guy. It's all bullshit. Total horseshit. And we've fed, the money has fed the ego. The money and the power and the backing for the last year has fed this guy's ego. Whenever he says, whenever he snaps his fingers, 
This old demented fool sends him more money. Whenever he snaps his fingers, the Democrats blank check him money. So did the Republicans. But as we know from the polls, there are many more Democrats who are behind this than Republicans. And uh, that's the problem. And I knew it was going to get to this. I knew it. Will this finally convince gullible, ignorant Americans that this guy is full of shit? And we just leave him his own, on his own, his own devices, leave that country at their own devices and figure it out themselves. We have enough problems going on here. We have enough problems going on here. Another problem, this is something Elon Musk tweeted, and I haven't thought about this, but this is a big issue. Japan's births have fallen to record low right now. The number of births registered in Japan plummeted to another record low. Last year, the latest worrying statistic in a decades-long decline that the country's authorities have failed to reverse despite their extensive efforts. The country saw about 800, just under 800,000 births in 2022, the lowest number on record, and the first ever dip below 800,000, ever. According to stats released by the Ministry of Health on Tuesday, that number has nearly halved in the past 40 years. By contrast, Japan recorded more than a million and a half births in 1982. Look at that. Japan also reported a record high for post-war deaths last year uh, at more than 1.58 million. Deaths have outpaced births in Japan for more than a decade, posing a growing problem for leaders of the world's third largest economy. They now face a ballooning elderly population, along with a shrinking workforce to fund pensions and health care as demand from the aging population surges. Japan's population has been in steady decline since its economic boom of the 1980s and stood at 125.5 million in 2021. The fertility rate of 1.3 is far below the rate of 2.1 required to maintain a stable population. Wow. In the absence of immigration, the country also has one of the highest life expectancies in the world. In 2020, nearly one in 1,500 people in Japan were age 100 or older. Ooh. These concerning trends prompted a warning in January from Prime Minister Fumio Kushida that Japan is on the brink of not being able to maintain social functions. In thinking of the sustainability and inclusiveness of our nation's economy and society, we place child-rearing support as our most important policy, he said, adding that Japan simply cannot wait any longer in solving the problem of its low birth rate. A new government agency will be set up in April to focus on the issue with Kushida saying in January that he wants the government to double its spending on child-related programs. But money alone might not be able to solve the multi-pronged problem. With various social factors contributing to, to low birth rate, Japan's high cost of living, limited space, and lack of childcare support in cities make it difficult to raise children, meaning fewer couples are having them. Urban couples are also far from extend, far, uh, are often far from extended family in other regions, who could help provide some support for them? In 2022, Japan was ranked one of the world's most expensive place to raise a child, according to research from the financial institution Jefferies. And yet the country's economy has stalled since the early 1990s, meaning frustratingly low wages and little upward mobility. The average real annual household income declined from 6.59 million yen, $50,000 in 95, to 5.65 million yen, $43,000 in 2020 according to 2021 data from the Ministry of Health, Labor, and, and uh, Welfare. Attitudes towards marriage and starting families have also suffered in recent years, with more couples putting off both during the pandemic and young people feeling increasingly pessimistic about the future. It's a familiar story throughout East Asia, where South Korea's fertility rate, already the world's lowest, dropped yet again last year, 
and the latest setback to the country's efforts to boost its declining population. Meanwhile, China's inching close to officially losing its title as the world's most populous country to India after its population shrank in 2022 for the first time since the 1960s. So Asia's having a real problem, a real problem with uh with with fertility rate and that's that's a that's a huge issue it means their population is actually dying out their population is dying out and i thought the first thing i thought of is that people don't want to bring kids into this world right now and that's the first and that, that was mentioned there but also of course the economic issues i didn't realize i knew tokyo was very expensive but all of japan is very expensive and i hadn't realized that their fertility rate halved has halved like in the last 40 years so this is a huge issue for Asia. This is a huge issue for Japan. It, tr- it, it truly is. But I think the economy is part of it, yes, um, the cost of living. But I think there's a, a real malaise among people and the idea of bringing new life into this world now. And it could be a lot of things, right? It could be, it could be pandemics, right? It could be the way government reacts to pandemics. It could be the instability in the world. It could be a lot of things that add to people just saying, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not married, so I don't know. I never wanted kids and I would never want kids. But I, I just I'm thinking that's what people are starting to think now. Do I want do we want to bring children into this world? Not just right now, not just have a, a, a child in the world now. But what world is that child going to grow up into? And the this very dark, depressing idea, as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, of will the world be here two years from now, five years, not because of climate change, but war or, 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 or whatever it could be. It could be viruses. It could be whatever you might believe, whatever bothers you, whatever keeps you up at night. Authoritarian governments. Will the world be here? So if I bring a child into the world now, what's the point? And I think that, that is the real malaise that's, that's, that's doing this. And it's growing year to year to year to year. It's growing. And I don't know how to fix that. I'd say better leaders that bring us into a more optimistic state of mind about things, peace, tranquility, uh, the, stop talking about viruses, stop being obsessed with viruses, stop being obsessed with authoritarianism, stop being, you know, stop being obsessed with what your enemy is going to do. Take over. Is your enemy going to take over the world? And how do we stop them? How are we more powerful than our enemy? All that stuff, I think, has to end. That's a lot. And I don't want to get too philosophical here at 1230 in the morning Pacific time, 330 in the morning Eastern time. But um, I, I just think that that is part of the malaise that people are feeling and they don't want to bring kids into this world. And I don't blame them, but it's leading to a huge problem, a huge problem. And it doesn't seem like people are just going to procreate anytime soon. There's not going to be this big boom in procreation anytime soon. In fact, we see just the opposite. What will things look like five years from now or 10 years from now? I mean, when you say things like on the brink of not being able to maintain a social, our social functions, that's frightening. That's absolutely frightening. 
Well, luckily in this country, we seem to still have people who don't have mind having 20 kids. You know, it's still like it's 1910. So I, they, they, like, remember, I, I can remember my grandparents talking about, oh, my, their grandparents had 12 kids and eight died, you know, back in the day, right? I mean, seriously, it's not even funny, but people would have so many kids and a lot of them would die because, of, you know, medicine being so medieval um, that you'd have to have 10, 12 kids in order to have three or four of them survive. Uh, but we don't live in that kind of a world anymore. But it seems though people still, I'm seeing all these people. Hey, a lot of them work at Fox News who have five, six, seven, nine kids. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, but I think we still have enough people in this country with that mentality that we're not in a problem here. And I don't know what our population numbers here. I, I don't think we're having any, we're near the problem that Asia is having. Uh, and of course, there could be other reasons for that also. Um, so I think people here in this country just want kids. They don't think about anything. They don't think about how the world's going to be here. They just, they, they, it's a tradition. They want kids. Their, their, their grandparents, their, their parents had a lot of kids. Their grandparents had a lot of kids. And it's just genetic code that they're going to have a lot of kids. And that's the way it goes. So I, we're probably okay here, but it looks like Japan is in, uh, is in deep shit. Is, in, uh, is having a lot, a lot of problems. And like I said, it's such a multi-pronged issue. I, I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know how to, I don't know how to re reverse that, uh, that trend. I don't, it's, it's certainly not easy when you have the lead people who are leading the world now. It's not, it's not easy when you have these sociopaths who, who are leading so many countries, sociopaths who, that are empowered, so many different levels of government in so many nations. It does not give people a good feeling about the future. It does not, and, and it really is, has very little, I think, to do with climate change or viruses. It just has to do with the people who are leading us and where are they going to lead us? And do you want to bring kids into that kind of a society? I think that, I think that is the biggest problem. That's, I think that's the through line through all this and the fundamental issue. I really do. One thing else I want to mention before I wrap up today is, uh, you know, just going back to the nuttiness of, of, of COVID here in, 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 it's, it's in, the, in the Covidians. I mean, this woman, doctor, once again, as Daniel has said many times, someone says they're a doctor on, on Twitter. You know, it could be like Dr. Vinnie Boombots. So we take it with a, many grains of salt. But there's a Dr. Sho Jacobs, Shohana, Shohana. I never trust anyone with the name Shohana. Shohana Jacobs. Oh, Shohana to the highest anyway. She puts up a photo of herself on an airplane in a gas mask. She has her headset around her, a winter jacket and a gas mask. A gas mask, as though, as though Zelensky's coming here to conquer us. Or Putin, however you may have it. Um, and she says, here's in my travel kit. Oh, here, almost three years COVID negative. And she, she, had, she, she says over three years COVID negative, not knowing if she had maybe... COVID with no symptoms 20 times. She could have had COVID with no symptoms 20 times. She has no idea, but she's a moron. So, but here, and she attests her three years of COVID negative to her flow mask. That's uh, the mask she has on. Um, and Anovid spray, whatever the fuck that is. What is it? Daniel, what's Anovid spray before and after each flight? Is something you spray in your nostrils if you're a nut job? A small HEPA filter, distancing, distancing, distancing. Um, vax to the max. She's vax to the max. They like that. These nutty branch Covidians love that phrase. Vax to the, they think it sounds cool. Vax to the max. And privilege. So privilege is the reason. She, she has privilege is in her travel kit. Is, can this be real? Is this real? 
Daniel, do you think this is real? And then she says, privilege. She has privilege in her travel kit. And hashtag bring back masks. This is someone who calls herself a doctor. By the way, this this particular parody, is it a parody? No, Was I played? I don't know if I was played because she's taking photos of herself with this mask everywhere. Let, let, let's, let's, let's look at this together. Hey, I don't mind being played, but what, she doesn't allow people who, she doesn't allow anyone she doesn't know to reply. I don't know if that's a parody. Lots of questions about the filters I travel with. Here's the, no, and she shows the, the pair of filters that she travels with. All right. That doesn't seem like parody. So wonderful to know there are people still keeping themselves and each other's healthier. In a sea of uninformed and uncaring behavior, we wear an exlomeric, what? An elastomeric mask. Can you define privilege a bit? I'm in tune with COVID precaution. So all these tools cost a lot of my own. Oh, so because she has money. So she's able to buy these things. And that's the, no, I think she's real, Daniel. No, no. Yeah, of course. No, it's not over the top. Of course. No, but this is real. And then she shows what she puts in her top. No, I've, I've seen parody. This is unfortunately, unfortunately, this isn't parody. This is real shit. And yeah, she's recommending, she gives people links to masks and no, she's real. So this is what exists. This is the nut job. Once again, uh, I remember not too long. Imagine a past. Imagine a recent past where people like that would be ashamed to put something like that on social media, right? In other words, when if you knew you were nuts, you kept it to yourself or your doctor or your shrink, right? But now people who are nuts wear it as a badge of honor. They're, they've been emboldened by the nut jobs in politics who have emboldened them to believe this is the virtuous way of being. This is the virtuous way of being where you can actually post this. And it's not only seen as insane. It's not seen as insane at all. It's seen as as virtuous and right and good. That's the problem. These nut jobs have been enabled, emboldened to come out and proudly wear their hypochondria and their obsessive quilt disorder and their psychological disorders as a badge of honor. Well, we must squash them like a bug, like the bugs they are on the bottom of our shoe. Because we must make these people go back into the woodworks like, like roaches. Like roaches when the light turned on. I used to have an apartment in Brooklyn that had roaches and mice. <laughs> a lot of apartments in New York have roaches and mice. And you put those lights on and they scatter away. We shed light on this and the roaches will scatter away. And that's what we have to do. Because these people cannot be seen as normal because they're crazy. And they can't try to make us, like bring back masks, mandate their craziness because they want everyone. They know they're nuts, but they feel better when everyone else has to do what they do because they seem they, they feel less crazy when that happens. When they see that 80 when, they, when they're in a room, when you're in an airport, and you got a mask and there's a line of 30 people and no one else does. You think you, for a second, they think I, I might be nuts. If everyone else had to wear them, they wouldn't have to think that at all. They wouldn't have that thought. So they want us to be as crazy as them. But there was a time not long ago when they couldn't do this, when they had to be in the woodwork, when they'd be ashamed and they don't have any shame anymore. We must shame them. We must bring that shame back because these people are insane. 
and we can't let them spread their insanity and infect us. They are the actual virus. Okay. I think I'm going to wrap it up. This show airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. It's called And Let's Be Heard. And so I will absolutely, definitely, without a doubt, see you back here tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Cachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>